Hey there, Tribble Nation and all the sidekicks and henchmen. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble, introducing you to this week's episode of Gutter Talk. I just want to give you a heads up that our microphone troubles continued on this episode with me being the one that has the bad cord. Um, we discovered about halfway into the show that I was coming in and out. Um, I'm there for most of the prominent conversations, as you will hear, but I am decidedly going in and out. We switched cords in hopes that it was going to fix everything, and it looked like it did. However, it continued to be a little bit of dropping in and out, I noticed, in the editing of the show. Again, I did what I could do to bring up the levels to make everybody sound on point and as entertaining for your ear as possible, but it appears that it's going to be a work in progress. I think it may actually be something wrong with that particular line on JD's Zoom H6, not my Zoom H6, his Zoom H6. So um, hopefully we'll get it all straightened out in time for next week. But I just wanted to give you a little heads up that there are some audio difficulties ahead. However, I still believe there is enough enjoyment to be had from this week's episode of Gutter Talk. I hit record. James Gordon. James Gordon Levitt. James Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. We're getting there. Uh huh. Keep going. It's called hit record. His okay. When told you to hit record. Ouch. What a topical reference from three years ago. It's still going. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yes. Cool. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. I'm Johnny Destructo, aka the Thwip Tribble. And my name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And I'm Brandon, and you know what? I'm a.k.a. Inspector Spacetime Tribble. I'm oh, just changing it up. Wait, is he allowed to do that? Is that how that works? I'm taking over. <laughs> you can take these. We're not, so listen, it's like, it's like, it's <laughs> like, in your mouth. Charles Brandino is my government name. But my, my street name is Inspector Spacetime Tribble. I oh, wish you had checked, son. <laughs> Childish. Brandino, Brandino Tribble. We did it. Get out of here. See how uh, dumb it sounds? JD doesn't even like it. What? Like what? Childish Inspector, Brandino. No, I love... No, I, every, literally every time you say your name, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. It is. Uh, it's better than Inspector, Inspector Spacetime. Inspector Spacetime Tribble is the perfect one. But it's also related to the Childish Brandino Tribble because it's from the show Community, which also featured... Donald, Donald Glover, Glover, yes, who was Childish Gambino, so yeah. he, he's still on theme. Also, it, Inspector Spacetime is their parody of Doctor Who. See, it con- combines all yeah. the things. Yeah, it's got all his favorite things in you one. Can't just arbitrarily choose. I know, but I did anyway. No, well, we, <laughs> fortunately, I don't do it. It's true, <laughs> it ain't so, and we're not changing the log. What log? There's a log. Yes. Is it? Is it hollowed out? 
Because it's a walk. <laughs> should I just? Should we just stop doing the show now? Have Please. we done? Are we done? Please. Um, <laughs> after this email, we'll stop. Uh. We have an email. We got letters. We got letters. Oh, we, we got, got lots, lots and lots and lots, lots and lots and lots of letters. I am going to read it to you now. It's called "I Can't Wait to Come to Philly and Spit in Len's Eye." Damn. So harsh. Okay. All right. Maybe not, but. I don't understand not liking Hush. I went in knowing everything about it thanks to Toy Fair magazine spoiling it, or at least knew T- Jason Todd was actually Clayface. I'm not positive I knew Tommy was the Hush, but why shouldn't he be? Everyone's favorite Batman film did the same fucking thing, and you still rave about it. What's great about Hush isn't the mystery of who is Hush. It's the motivations of the psychopath that is Tommy Elliott. He's the Menendez brothers. He arranged the death of his parents when he was a kid, younger than Bruce was when his parents were brutally murdered. Who doesn't love a crazy murder kid? Plus, then we get Nigma versus Ivy as a follow-up in the back pages of the Batman issues during the War Games crossover series. Maybe it was the Detective Comics series. I heard the spoilers for the twist in the animated movie, and I never need to see it. Series I wanted to love, but don't. Saga. Maybe we should just stop. You know what? I'm going to stop, and we're going we're gonna to go piece by piece. So, Hush, um, Jason Todd, Clayface. The problem with Tommy being the bad guy is that it's supposed to be a big whodunit, mm-hmm. and you've introduced a brand new character who has never existed before and has really important ties to the main character's past. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to try and mine that for any emotional leverage they can get out of the reader yes. by saying, oh, it's this longtime friend of Bruce. Can you believe that he's been betrayed by this character you've never seen before in your life? Right. It's bad. It's, it's If you're writing a whodunit, and you have all of your main characters are there, and there's one character, there's one special guest star who shows up. Yes. Clearly they're the one. To be fair. Don't. It did do a good job of giving a bunch of people it could have, like, it, the Jason Todd thing. Like, if, yeah. if that, w- that would have been a real genuine surprise, because mm-hmm. it's like, that would be a new character who you, wanted, you, who you could see being Hush. It would, it would, I could see it making sense. Now the only the only thing that surprised me about that was the Jason Todd reveal. Right. No, it did, but then they quickly undid it. Quickly undid it. So it was They're like psych. It was you know, it was it was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. You yep. know what I mean? And as his email just pointed out, the whole um uh comparing Tommy's story to the Menendez brothers just shows not only was he a new character introduced for uh, into this storyline, but he was coming with a tried and true story. So he even still wasn't even that original. Right. So it. First of all, there's nothing original about introducing this long lost friend from your childhood. They've been doing that ad nauseum in mm-hmm. comics. You know what I mean? So there was nothing original there then you take this whole menendez storyline and like squish that into it there's nothing original there because you already had the menendez brothers then you have the whole thing about hush as brandon pointed out basically being jim lee boosts um beefing up his batman portfolio mm-hmm. to be able to draw every single character in batman well you already had that in one, The Long Halloween, and in um, Dark Victory, two stories that were better, better yeah. than Hush. So you've already been there, 
done that and seen it. And then the other good thing besides Jason Todd that people kind of liked about Hush was the whole deal of Batman and Catwoman seemingly finally coming together, you know, recognizing what they meant to each other and kind of like working out, working as a team in that book. And if I remember that book correctly, while they have gone on to more or less become a team, at the end of that book, they kind of retconned that too. Mm -hmm. So it was a waste of time. Yeah, it was one of those vanity projects that ran through the main book, but then as soon as it was over, didn't really mean much to anything. Exactly. Um, if you remember, the very next story right after the Jim Lee story was Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso yep. doing Broken City, yep. which was an entirely different kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like that reset or redid anything for Batman's ongoing uh, status quo. Now, eventually, because of Hush being popular at the time, they did... The Heart of Hush. They did a sequel. Right. Yeah, and Hush has stuck around here and there, but no one cares about him. Nobody cares at, nobody cares at all. And the beautiful thing about the, the animated movie that they put out is that they kind of went back uh, into the story, and now it makes at least a little bit of sense. I'm not saying it's the greatest story uh -huh. ever, but now the storyline of it makes sense. And I'm, I'm not spoiling because right. you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm gonna. But it, it, it at least makes sense. And you're like, you're not left there sitting there with your jaw on the ground. Mm. I have a question about his comment, though. Uh, I'm not positive I knew Tommy was hush, but why shouldn't he be? Everyone's favorite Batman film did the same fucking thing and you still rave about it. Who's That's everyone's favorite thinking. Batman movie, and Dark what is he Knight. talking about? I think he means Dark Knight. Well, how did Dark? Ni how does that relate to Dark Knight at all? All I can think of is maybe with uh, Two Face. Two Face. Them what becoming about Two Face? Because they were like friendly, and then right. Except that's actually in canon. I mean, I'm just yes. guessing. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. History. Well, shit. It, it is long time history, but I think his point is that. Two, uh, uh, Dent is not in Batman Begins, so he is only introduced in oh. Dark Knight. But here's the thing, yeah, though. Yeah, but it's, they're but not wait revealed to be longtime friends. And the, you're he right. He shows but, up then. What? Because in Dark Knight, he's not revealed to be a longtime friend. In Dark Knight, he's revealed as the, um, the DA, but that's only because um, his best friend, the girl, mm -hmm. Rachel, uh, Rachel, 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 Rachel is is dating is dating Harvey, and him and Harvey develop a grudging respect for it, each yeah, other because of the lady, which because of Rachel is also from Long Halloween. They're like yeah. that, but what if? Now this wouldn't make sense because it's not everyone's favorite Batman movie. What if he means Return of the Joker? No one means that. He does not mm. mean that. Harvey Dent's not in the. Well, Return. I was wondering right, maybe friend thing. maybe he means what friend thing in, the, in Return of the Joker? Who who the Joker is in Return of the Joker? The Joker is not his friend. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Mm. Do you want me to? Sp I guess I'll spoil it. It's a twenty-five-year-old movie. Right. It's um. It's Dick Grayson or it's Tim Drake. It's Tim Drake, right. but it's it's Robin. It's still not, a friend. Still okay, but it's friend. not. It's not. It's not reintroducing someone. Right. Right. I mean, I'm wondering if he means 1989 Batman, where it's revealed that Jack Napier is the Joker, whom, and when he was a kid, he murdered Batman's parents. That doesn't seem Maybe like a friend. Maybe he means that one. Yeah. But no, but it's a reveal. Yeah, but like, it's a re he, has some, he has ties to Bruce's past in some 
strange way, some now like coincidental he's way. About. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's already emailing us right uh, now. You know it is. It may be, um, we may get it before we finish the recording. End yeah. of this recording. So uh, continue the email. He said, um, "Series I wanted to love and don't saga." Mm. I couldn't get past the first two issues and have tried it a couple of times since. I loved BKV's Runaways and Why the Last Man. Series everyone raves about and I hate, All-Star Superman. Come at me, Randy. I am a Treyu. Um, series I didn't expect to like, Hawkman. I've been really enjoying this. It's like Indiana Jones or The Mummy. DC would be wise to adapt this current run into a live-action series. What's Casper Van Dien doing these days? Characters I had a crush on... Nara Kilday from Dead at 17. She was drawn super sexy in short skirts and form-fitting shirts, and sometimes even less. Brandon is feverishly working his keyboard. He's sweating all over well, the place. Just, I'm it's wondering really, who he, it's, it's uncomfortable for me to watch. I don't see it. He's just dripping sweat onto his <laughs> keyboard. Her story is very Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I hate that we never got a movie series with her. Uh, first series I read was a trade of Batman War Drums, which includes some Batman issues and some Robin issues. If that doesn't count, then Astonishing X-Men for sure. Mm. So, um, nah, man, uh, you're wrong. All-Star Superman is awesome. It's my favorite Superman story of all time. It's, it's, it's up there for me. But in regards to Saga... I could see some people not oh, getting in the saga. Oh, that's not for everybody. But yeah, I feel like two issues isn't that. I don't know if that's enough to judge it. Well, I think it's enough to be able to see whether or not it's this feels like your your thing. I guess, yeah. Like the very first two pages are her orgasming while giving birth and right. commenting about it. Yeah, and, so, if you, and, yeah. and maybe if you power through that that book and say, well, maybe it'll change, and it's still still that same kind of vibe, I could see that maybe yeah. not being your... Not being your jam. All-Star Superman, which I love as well. Mm. But because Grant Morrison is so out there with his mm. ideas, maybe some people can't connect to it. Like, Because I love that, yet I don't have the slavish love for multiversity that I know a lot of people do. I don't have a... I, I liked a couple of those issues, and I think the idea of it is the neat. The idea of it is neat. But, but yeah, I'm, it's not. I'm not like, man, can't wait to go. Be, but literally, as you were saying, All Star Superman, as we're talking about, it, I was like, man, I need to go back and reread that. I'm not thinking that about multiversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but, so I can maybe, I could maybe see, I could see that some people not connecting with All Star Superman. However, Christopher Goodnight, who I believe is the writer of this, oh, of course, this email. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is by Christopher Goodnight. Uh, it sounds like his snarky fat. Uh, vibe i'm surprised he didn't connect with it because it is just such old school superman you know ginned up for today's reader oh and hawkman i've been hearing a lot of good things about this hawkman run by brian hitch now hitch is hitch writing it or is he just doing the art because i I thought it was venditti or something yeah i I, um i have heard a couple of good things about it robert venditti all right. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. He's coming back. Stop the show. Okay. <laughs> Robert Venditti. That, that's the writer, right? Yeah. yeah. So basically, what it's revealing is that Carter Hall um, has been reincarnating, reincarnating over and over again, um, even on even in places like Krypton. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Katar Hall. So yeah, I'm curious. I, I'm. I, I've never, ever, never once in my life have I cared about Hawkman. 
Maybe this will be the one. I've only cared about Hawkman when they kind of retconned his story in uh, Justice Society once. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Was that the Jeff Johns, John? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and I've always been curious about this book because I am a Brian Hitch fan. As uh, I'm a fan of his artwork. So maybe I'll give it a, give it a shot. Now, the email continues in another email in an email titled, Continued Because I Didn't Mean to Hit Send. <laughs> wow. So he goes on, the best comic book company right now is Image. Len is correct on that one. Didn't we all say that? I think we all did. Um, if DC reboots again, I think I could be satisfied with just my Image books. Hmm. So he would just stop reading DC? I can understand that, because even if DC's good, it, that's, a just, that's a good place to cut it off. If you want to stop, that's a good place. Why are you saying if they reboot it again? Yeah. Yeah. My brain doesn't work that way. My brain goes... Can't wait to see what they do with the Flash now. You know what I mean? Like I get excited for all this stuff. Yeah. I don't read Marvel anymore, except I'm going to start reading Marvel. You're gonna because of a new project coming up. Got no choice. <laughs> um, yes, indie books are better than the big two because continuity is a slog. How many different Batman are there that he is all over the place? What must his appointment calendar look like? <laughs> Never quit a book because it was too scary. I don't know if I've ever cried reading a comic book, but. I'm a heartless bastard. Chris Saint Saucy, good night. Um, yes, you are. Oh, and he had written into spoiler alert, uh, one of the other shows on the Cult Pop Podcast Network. Yes. And I, I, it occurred to me while I was editing it yesterday that we didn't answer one of his questions. So because he listens to all the shows, might as well just answer it here. I'm trying to remember what it is while I'm talking. It was who is the biggest whore. In comic oh, books. No. Now, I, I said the same <laughs> thing, Brandon. I went, oh, no. What kind of question is this? But what he means is... <laughs> I like Brandon saying, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, what he means is, what writer will just write, write for any company? It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that's... That, oh. I feel like that's most people that aren't... They're freelancers. Yeah. Right. Well, who, who writes for the most people, do you think? Okay, well, I don't know. Cause well, they, cause they, they, there's only so many companies. There's just like Marvel, DC, Image for the most part. And Marvel and DC are very big on signing you to an exclusive so, tr- contract. Let me just read the paragraph. Finally, who do you think is the biggest whore in comics? And by that, I mean, who do you think writes for the most companies? My thought is Colin Bunn. I wrote this before JD mentioned his dislike of Bunn in last week's podcast. He got a new book every month, and it's almost always with a different company. Dark Horse, Marvel, Aftershock, Boom, Oni. It's kind of ridiculous. Who put out for anyone? Now, I do take a little bit of umbrage with the phrasing of, you know, slut shaming. But um, do you guys have an opinion? I think it's hard to know because personally, I don't follow writers. So I don't Mm -hmm. know what, like, I know like Tom Taylor just said that next month he has like eight books coming out, like three Marvel, four DC or something like that. But like. Wow. I'm surprised neither of them have have him exclusive. Yeah, Yeah. they should. But um but even then, that's only Marvel and DC. Like, I don't know anyone, aside from apparently Cohen Bunn, who writes for, like, Oni as well as yeah, I Marvel think, and DC. Yeah. And I don't, even if I follow the mainstream works of certain creators, think Jason Aaron. Right. I'm not going to necessarily, I will try, I tried to see if Star's number one, which is his all-ages, like, sci-fi book, and it was fine. But I'm not going to keep reading it just because it's Jason Aaron. Um, I'm trying to think of other, like, Garth Ennis. 
there are certain people who I used to follow all everything they wrote, and then I started getting more and more disappointed, mm-hmm. so I just stopped. And mm-hmm. they would write for companies. What's that company that's all black and white and it's can be kind of graphic? They did like Neo Nomicon and oh, I can't remember. That. If you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, like yeah. you, they 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 have good writers writing for them. But it's because they'll publish the stuff that no one else will really publish, I think, from those writers. Uh, Avatar. Avatar. Thank you, Brandon. Okay. Nicely done. So, yeah, that's you know, yeah, I can't think of where one, I'm at. You know, there are some, some writers out there that, are, that write for exclusively the smaller um, companies. Um, and maybe it's because they just can't break through to the big two. But... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, Marvel and DC lock so many people down on exclusive anymore that pretty much like even Bendis, because Bendis, he's now with DC, which means that he moved all his vanity stuff to o- DC. over to DC. Yeah. You know, um, I think I think that was the same with Scott Snyder, too. No, I think he's or was he, had... he still do- was he still doing? I think it was still with like image, I think. Yeah, he may- maybe his indie stuff was still with image. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But Colin Bunn's a good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll go say with Colin that. Bunn. Yeah. <laughs> Works well for done. Me. Um, we got another email. Oh my goodness! And this is from the 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 uh, subject is gutter talk zen moment. Oh. Hey guys, it's your boy Charles in Chattanooga, aka Green Lantern Tribble, and hey Brandon. Hey. I was listening to the show as I was cleaning my pool, which I consider my Zen garden. When it hit me, one of my favorite times is at the pool as I listen to podcasts. And I love sitting on the deck, reading comics, drinking a cold beverage, listening to you guys, and smoking a cigar. My question is there a special place you read comics, or in Len's case, reading trades, or do you just read? wherever as always love the show gotta finish this email my beer is getting hot gotta talk uh i had to look up where chattanooga is tennessee yes i forgot <laughs> um you're the only 10 i see jd oh that was cute oh i'm blushing wipe your nose um, yeah he's got a lot of sweat he's still sweating over his That's, keyboard okay um so uh my favorite place to read comics is do you have a special place toilet <laughs> you know i'm not gonna i'm lie. gonna be honest I'm i read some lie. of my books in the, on the toilet when i'm in the house when i tell yeah. my lady yeah i'm about to go read some comics she knows what that's a euphemism for i have a few kind of, i used to um have a desk and like my like at home we used to have a rocking chair so i'd pull up the rocking chair in front of the desk and i would read there but we've rearranged our house now and i just bought a desk so I'll sit at the desk sometimes. Wow. And also at work, sometimes I like to eat lunch in my car. So I'll read comics while I'm eating lunch in the car. I used to read comics before I went to sleep. But, oh, that too. But my lady, um, she enjoys falling asleep to the television. Yeah, and you can't read with the TV So on. you can't read with the... Well, I can't... Well, she's watched the TV, but the lights are out. Yeah. So... And, any one little light is going to bother or keep her awake. So I don't. So I am in my living room where I have specifically set up a reading nook, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, My 
my record player is there. I got a Techniques 1979. I just bought it, and it's got my old speakers, and I got all my records there, and I got a big red comfy chair, mm-hmm. and then uh, I got some like glass shelves where I've got some um, of uh, my statues and action figures, my Ed 209 and my RoboCop are facing off, stuff like that. Uh, so it's a little reading nook, and there's a little couch in there, specifically set up so that I could put on a record and then sit and read a comic. Mm. And then generally, the way my timing works out and such that I can read an entire issue before it's time to flip that record, and then I finish the book, flip over the record, do the next side, and sit. Now, all of that is to say, my cat has taken over that um, uh. that chair because it's big and comfy. And he, it's just constantly coated in cat hair. Mm-hmm. So, you so no in order sit. to do that, I got to get out the vacuum. I got to vacuum the chair. I got to disturb the cat, which is, you know, I don't like to. I like. I'm a, I'm a cat guy. So um, if he's there, like I don't want to bother him. Like he's chilling. That is no longer your reading nook. It is the cat's chair. It is the kitty nook. Yeah. So toilet. <laughs> All that to say, yeah, <laughs> you are in the stall next to me. That is a that was a great email question. Thank you so much, Green Lantern Dribble. Should we talk about some other stuff? I believe we should. I was thinking we were talking about indies, and it's interesting because um, uh, there used to be an indie company called Insomniac. It's a video game company, and they made Spider Man, and they recently got bought by Sony. Which I think is real. I'm sorry. They made, are you talking about the Spider-Man game for PS4? Yeah, is by Insomniac. Yeah, and now Insomniac they've been bought by Sony. Oh, which is interesting that Sony they they got their Spider-Man back. They sure did. More been. ways than one. Oh, it broke my heart today, you guys. I saw that. Was it? It was this morning, right? It was is yesterday. It, it was it yesterday. Hit, it, okay. It hit yesterday. I am unable to uh, tell time. <laughs> so, at first, I thought it was a gag. It's like, wait, is today? It's not April. It's not April first. <laughs> I guess it's real. Is this a real website? It's a real website. I guess it's real. So, the buzz is that I'm sure everyone has heard that Sony and Marvel are having a tiff, are having negotiation troubles, mm-hmm. and they have called off They've their dissolved. joint deal using Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and the and all those guys. For now. How, Specifically, for now. Peter Parker. My immediate knee-jerk reaction to this, besides shock, is someone's going to fold. They're making too much money to quit. I can't quit you. And um, I think I think they're going to figure it out before it goes too far. What do you guys think? What's your take? Well, the thing is, is what is too far? Well, the, the, the argument is this. The, the deal that was in place was that Disney slash Marvel was getting 5% off of the first dollar of all of the Mm Spider-Man movies, right? Which means they were basically getting 5% off of the first opening weekend. Um, That's not a great deal. Wait, keep going. But Marvel, Disney slash Marvel, was also getting 50% of the merchandising. I heard they were getting all of the merchandising. No, they were getting 50%. Uh-huh. They were getting 50, 50% of the merchandising, which when you factor that Spider-Man, despite the MCU, is still the biggest property that Marvel owns, yeah. that's a lot of dough, mm-hmm. right? So in their renegotiation, Disney said, well, look, we want to change this up. We want to do, on the movie side, 50-50, mm-hmm. right? Plus... 
we want to try and get a piece of all that ancillary Spider-Man stuff y'all got going on with, you know, the Venom movies, because Venom 2 is about to come out. Um, Andy Serkis is, the, is uh, directing that. Um, you already know Into the Spider-Verse was a huge hit, so you imagine there's going to be a sequel. There's going to be the, the hit Morbius movie. The, yes, and, and the even bigger hit, some would say, Black Cat and, and Silver Sable coming down the road. So Disney wanted a piece of that. And Sony said, nah. They counter-offered, and Disney said, nah. And then Sony said, okay, well, how about we just keep the deal as it is? And Disney said, see ya. That's what happened. That's that's the story that I read, basically. You're jumping around from all the different websites, because it was originally reported on deadline right. and then other people started running with it stuff like that from what i can tell it's not necessarily that disney left the deal but it was that like they when sony came back with their like offer to keep it as is and disney said no then i feel like that's i think that's when sony left they were like either we do this or no no yeah you're right because it was that um sony came to the table and they were like we're still willing to negotiate and Disney right. didn't want to and so didn't so. want to negotiate and then they said well okay well, let's keep it as it is yeah. and they said no it's like alright then do so so my the thing I'm thinking of right now is how Sony I feel like Sony is getting a little too big for their britches because the only reason it's making as much as money as it is is because of its connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Mm-hmm. So Amazing Spider-Man in 2012, their box office was $757 million, so almost $758 million, And right? Amazing Spider-Man is the first one with Andrew Garfield. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man 2 had a drop to only $709 million. Right. So we went from $758 to $709. Then Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, which is the first Marvel produced, mm-hmm. is $880 million. Spider-Man Far From Home so far is at over one billion. Spider-Man um, Far From Home um, recently became yeah. Sony's uh, top-grossing movie of all time because of its connection, I would say, to the Marvel Universe. Because but, of Far From um, Endgame leading into this, right? But I would say there's also to think about Venom, which made eight hundred fifty-six point one million. Plus, there's Into the Spider-Verse, which won like an academy award mm-hmm. so like they have a reason to, i mean they're they wrong. got a reason to bet they got it right but they've got a reason to bet on themselves the other reason is even with this disconnection from disney slash marvel tom holland it. and the director of the spider-man movies are still tied to Sony. Ah. they're still tied to the i believe the next two movies you they know just I mean? won't have any connection to Happy Hogan or any of the other right, Marvel right. Universe characters. Exactly. So if they just have to, if they have to, um, one, bank on their creatives to maybe, okay, Marvel helped us crack the code of Spider-Man's stories. We've got a better Spider-Man now. We've got him in a better setting. We've got his whole universe set up to be, to be, um, more accepted and and people seem to be enjoying it if they now have to move forward in their movies to now connect spider-man back more into his own universe as to marvel cinematic universe they're banking on 
they can make that work. Plus, now they can do what they've always wanted to do, which is connect Venom to Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. And they're also banking that Marvel, having just done away with Iron Man and Captain America in their Marvel Cinematic Universe, will be bigger hurt by losing Spider-Man than they will by gaining all of Spider-Man. Right. I'm curious... I have, a, like I said, I feel like someone's gonna give. I think somebody's this gonna give. And I think it'll have to be Disney. I feel like Sony isn't. They don't see them. They don't see the need to. I think. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I don't know, man. I, somebody will give, but it may not be as soon as people think. I yeah. think people think like you know they'll work it out before the end of the year. I don't know. Yeah. It may be a couple of movies down the, down the line before it. It might. Who knows now. Venom 2, which is the one that they're working on, they could pop Tom Holland in there. Yeah. How do you... I want to ask you guys, do you care? If they drop away from the MCU, Spider-Man, are you as interested in seeing a Sony Sony, Sony solely produced Spider-Man? I'm as interested in following Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah. So I would still still follow it. My biggest problem with those movies was the connection to the MCU. You said it. You always bo- that bothered you. So while I would like him to stay in the universe overall, uh-huh. I'm not. I am at least interested to see where he goes now that he doesn't. Ha- he can't be as connected to those characters. Gotcha. All right. I see what you're saying, Brandon, but I, on the other hand, I love his connection to the Marvel Universe, and I love this new take on the character where he's got the technology and the suit with the voice inside and all that sort of stuff. I wonder, without that connection to Tony Stark, though, does he become a very different character within his own continuity? What happens now that he no longer has access to Stark Enterprises and the ship with all of the diddly-doos that he's doing and listening to ACDC? I'm assuming he'll just keep the one suit forever now. I guess. just the won't problem hear is, about it like because remember the jokes when far from home came out was that like all of his villains had a beef with tony stark yeah so that's gonna be weird where it's like vulture why are you so mad and eh, there's just some businessman yeah. i'm not gonna say his name but i don't like yeah him. that guy old so facial hair me of that guy yeah and that's why you've got it. it'll be like it'll be like supergirl season one where she kept saying my cousin and she just wouldn't say superman's name yeah. for some reason it'll be like oh that that businessman yep hate mr business uh mr business. <laughs> mr business so i'm curious to see how it's going to go moving forward um i mean i'm always going to sit down for a spider-man movie doesn't yeah, matter seen, who's making it i'm going to go watch him i've seen a lot of people being like hey boycott sony now it's like no I want to. See, I want to. See, I like Spider Man. I'm going to see Spider Man. Same, same. Do you, my friends, care about Matrix Four? Are you Are you filled with a hope? Like maybe Matrix Four will be the movie that Matrix Two wasn't. Here's why I don't care about the Matrix Four, because I have grown to the point where I am tired of this trying to bring back the 90s right it is time to move on and i thought that with the success of the john wick series yeah that keanu had moved on and that he was happy doing other things so matrix i don't know if he's happy not making as much money because i'm sure they're gonna give him a bucket of money i think he's making a ton of money i think he's making boatloads of money well, also, I think, they did another thing, right? No, well, we're talking about Keanu Reeves. Oh, shit, you're right. 
Plus, I think Keanu is getting a piece of the John Wick movies. Mm -hmm. So he's getting nice checks. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's the reason why he's doing Matrix 4. I don't know why he's doing Matrix 4. No one does except for him. I don't see Keanu Reeves as someone who does things for money. Like he's in the new cyberpunk game. It seems like he just does things that are cool. Yeah, he's he's a voice in Toy Story 4. Maybe he just likes... Being Neo, he's just a cool person. Yeah. He is. A, he, he is a cool person. From man. what you hear, I he used is to a give nice him dude. some some isht growing up. Like I never really liked his acting. Well, he's not a great actor, but he has a he has his he has his a beautiful soul. Thank you. Yeah, he has a beautiful soul. He seems like just like a sweetheart. I just want to have a, a like a, a cone of ice cream with him. A cone of ice cream. That was weird. That um, was very. That's very Keanu. So. Well, but the Wachowskis, though, I didn't realize, because I was saying the last thing I liked about them was The Matrix, and then I was wrong about that. The last thing I liked about them was the um, V for Vendetta. But then, didn't they also do some Netflix show? Yeah, they did Sense8. Apparently, they did season one and season two of Sense8. Do I care about that? Should I care about that? You should. It is a very... I got about 10 minutes into the first episode and got distracted. It's a very... Yeah. Um, it's a very, very. All right, all right. So you don't care about Matrix Four? I don't. I don't. I don't care. But I do like Keanu Reeves, and maybe if someone, my lady and children will see it. I'll be curious as to the set design and the costuming for this movie, because those. Movies are very late 90s, early aughts. With all the leather coats and the sunglasses, the wraparound shades, all that, the boots. Yeah, I'm wondering, I'm curious to see what the next image is going to be. As well as the special effects. Yeah, yeah. The first one was a big trend sender, yeah. That's pretty much the only one that did it, but yeah. Number two tried to be like, oh, we've got the Burly Man sequence where it was like a bunch of different Smiths, but it was so it does not hold up. Not. I didn't think it was very good at the time, at all. and it does not hold up for sure. No, no. And then, what's the big scene? Three. Evolution. It was the end. I mean, that's the one that I think of. It's the end when they're in the rain and there's all the Mister Smiths around him. Yeah. And actually, the big scene in two isn't that the the uh, highway scene. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. That was the chase scene. Yeah. But like, I remember the big hubbub about the the CGI, the effects. Oh yeah. Because of the oh, big, right. all the Smiths. Um, I do remember. I do. I want to give it some props in saying that the final sequence of the um, or the final battle, I should say, of Matrix Three, with the rain and the two characters hitting each other and creating. <laughs> a shockwave that like moves the rain. I remember thinking, this is what Superman should be. This should, yeah, like I want this, but with Superman. People thought that at the end of The Matrix, when he goes flying away at the end of the, everybody was like, that's Superman. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. Superman. But yeah, I don't know if I'm, if I care. Well, I mean, you know, they're trying to get the game back together. You know, Lawrence Fishburne, Apparently, yeah, yeah, jumping around with a sword anymore. Keanu is confirmed, and Carrie Ann Moss is confirmed, but Lawrence Fishburne is not, as of yet. Mm. And I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he says, you know, I'm good. Mm. I've moved on. Carrie Ann Moss, you know, what else has she been doing? Jessica yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was great in that, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. She would have made a great Jessica Jones. In, when at the, the yeah back back in the, in the day. day yeah back yeah day. um I would say even a couple years uh, maybe ten years ago she would have been you know who would make a great well I mean I didn't mind I liked Jessica Jones mm-hmm. I liked the, the actress that did her but you know who would have you know who could just do anything? damn it you're not you're not coming up again that's what I'm thinking I may have the wire yeah all right be the wire no. I like the actress that played Jessica Jones Carrie Ann Moss Carrie Ann Moss no no not Carrie Ann Moss. The, the actress Kristen that played Ritter. Kristen Ritter but you know who could play everybody Carrie Ann Moss Tatiana Maslany which one's that she would be so good At, from um, Orphan Black you really like her she would be so good as Jessica Jones I don't buy, I've, I've watched the first maybe two episodes and I don't buy her are yes. you serious I don't buy her dude I, I, I see an actress doing different acting things as opposed to I have not bought into the reality of the character yet. Do you see what I mean? Um, paying too much attention to what she's doing as an actress to portray herself as different characters, mm. but I have not succumbed to the reality of the show. Okay, well... Not to say that I won't, because right now I'm too busy watching. I, I have like trouble sometimes, because I, I sit there and I watch the craft of acting versus getting sucked in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel you. But yes, I like her. And since you know they may possibly be rebooting that character because I'm pretty sure they're disowning everything that Netflix did, she would be perfect as Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Hmm. That would be a Marvel character worthy of her acting chops. Hmm. Really though, but why? What is it about the Jessica Jones character besides I'm sad, I'm angry, and I'm drunk? Because she has lived, the the her backstory is so rich in that she was came from a, a troubled upbringing, then was a superhero. What, uh, what was her troubled upbringing? I think because she had issues with her mother. Yeah. Because um, those the, oh. those were from the comics as as well. They're alluded to in the comics. I don't maybe in comics after I read her initial run, they may have delve more into it but it certainly is alluded to in her initial run um she was a superhero who then is basically has you know a strip from the comics her thing with the purple man because that's when the purple man became yep. like a real big you know mm-hmm. a-list villain because of her comic uh she had in the comic books she not only has in a you know her relationship with Luke Cage, they have a full blown relationship mm-hmm. and a they, kid and a child. You know she what I mean? Also with Ant Man for a little bit. She she dabbled Scott with Ant Man. She dabbled with Ant Man. I think it was the other one. But um, you know what? I, speaking of her, uh, not to go off on a tangent with Jessica Jones for some reason, but the one thing I was disappointed in by the Netflix show is that in the comic books, when she was what's her name, Jewel. As yes, a superhero yeah, the, the name, superhero. and she had like a white and purple outfit, mm-hmm. and she was trying to be a superhero. Yes, she didn't really, she didn't really buy herself as a superhero, but she was like fake it till you make it kind of kind of attitude, and she wasn't quite the dour, 
Yeah. No, um, she was definitely like a superhero yeah. for a minute. Right. And, but in the TV show, she was always, she was always yeah. this dour character. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, so I would have liked to have seen the transition. I was like, oh, we're going to get to see some Jewel stuff? Great. I want to see the transition between mm-hmm. what she used to be before the Purple Man and then what she is now. And it's like, oh, she's just always been this way. Yeah, the, I, I didn't like that as well. They kind of like downplayed it. And I think yeah. that was them trying to keep her like solidly street level yeah. to match everybody else because she really, outside of her and Luke Cage, they were the real yeah. superpowers of that. It's kind of hard because there is the whole Marvel universe. So if you want to make her be a superhero, it's like, well, why wasn't she participating in anything? Yeah. So maybe they could say that because she wasn't trying as hard. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually one of the things that I was disappointed in is that they brought in her girlfriend, Patsy, yeah, on the TV on on the TV show, but in the comics that was Carol Danvers, right? Yeah, Carol. Carol yeah, um, they they mixed the two together, right? Yeah. So and I, and I was disappointed because I would have liked to see Carol Danvers mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, but there was no way they were going to do Carol on Netflix. No, I understand that, but I, I'm a, I have a, right. I have a soft spot for Carol Danvers. Yeah, so I would have liked to have seen her, and actually that actress who played Patsy wouldn't have made a bad Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't, did you watch season three? No, season I didn't even three. Start it no, no, the, no, that's either. the one that. Yeah, yeah. I, it dropped. You guys know me. Like usually, day of, I watch it like all in a day, and I still haven't seen it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch that, and I didn't finish the second season of Punisher. First season? No, it's the second season. There's no second season. Yeah, of Punisher. there was. There, what? There's a second the second season. You've seen it. You guys talked about it on the show. With the oh girl. my god, you're right. Yeah, I didn't finish it. You're right. I didn't finish it. In my head, I, those are all one season for some reason. <laughs> no, that was great. Right, but it's like eh, I didn't care. by then. I didn't care. Yeah, he's trying to think. Wait a minute, there's a Punisher season two. Oh yes, With there the is. Girl, he meets the, the girl. meets the little the girl. girl. Yeah. Oh, right. At, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. You're right. I forgot. Because I because there's him in uh, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. That's season like, that one. Was, that's that was Daredevil. That was Daredevil season two. Yeah. So that was like Punisher season point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, okay. right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Anyway, it was great. <laughs> all the all that Punisher shit was good. Um, what else is going on? Anything else we want to talk about? How's your day going? Oh my god, it's so good. Thanks so much. How about you, Len? Eh. I went and saw a movie. What movie you see? I'll tell you. Ready or not? Here I come. I'm ready. What's the movie? Oh, I hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a film called Ready or Not, and it is a horror thriller comedy Ooh. Uh, i got to go see a press screening the other night and uh it was real good yeah yeah um so what's the premise of ready or not that doesn't necessarily ready. sound like a uh, a horror movie but okay. I, i'm intrigued um i'm looking i'm looking to see if there's like a like a What's it called? Ready or Not follows a young bride, played by Samara Weaving, as she joins her new husband's, Mark O'Brien's, rich, eccentric family in a time-honored tradition that turns into a lethal game with everyone fighting for their survival. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a really good horror comedy. Um, and the, the comedy does not come from slapstick, for the most part. It's character-based comedy, which okay. I think is a smarter version of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely something I want to see more of in horror than, you know, um, uh, kooky, oh, I fell over and landed on my knife, womp womp, you know, kind of stuff. Um, think think like um, 
Happy Death Day. But that's actually smart. Happy Death Day is pretty good. That one's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'll, oh, actually, you know what? That uh, We'll take it. Happy Death Day 2, mm-hmm. where they purposely do a comedy bit in the middle of the movie. They stop the movie to do a comedy bit, hmm. and then they go back to the movie. It, it's so jarring. It took me out of the film immediately, and I was miserable for that 10-minute sequence. Hmm. And then once it was over, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Here's the rest of the movie. Good. Um, it, where there's a character who is pretending to be blind and they're literally knocking over things to make a distraction for the other characters or whatever. Oh. It's so bad. Yeah, it sounds... It's a shame because it ruins the whole movie for me. I think it's a pretty solid sequel except for that sequence, but that sequence is so cringeworthy that it has um, darkened my entire uh, outlook on that movie. The first one is great. Yeah, I wonder... But, oh, that's a shame because I've, I've only heard great things about so Samara Weaving, I don't really know her from anything. She looks a lot. She reminds me of Margot Robbie. Yeah. Ooh. She reminds me of that too. Um, it's also got before. Adam Brody, who I love. Oh yeah. And Annie McDowell. Look at her turning up. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a minute. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Basically, you know, this girl marries into this. Um, the the family is has this like board game dynasty where they think Milton Bradley or whatever, and all they do is make board games and they're rich. Mm-hmm. And um, anytime someone marries into the family, they have to play a game at midnight, and it's it all seems very like kind of cutesy until they realize that um, they're trying to kill her. They're trying to kill the bride. Right at this game of hide and seek so yeah sounds kind of like the purge how so just like the killing (laughs) (laughs) so it reminds me of nightmare on elm street it sounds like purge mixed with specifically the killing get out because of the killing (laughs) yeah um (laughs) brandon i had more to it It sounds like the news yeah trailer of it reminded me of the purge oh okay i see well, yeah, because you've got a bunch of rich people with weapons right. stalking somebody, right? Yeah. That, that, that that tracks. I follow that. Um, but yeah, I was surprised I didn't see you at the at the showing, Len. Uh, I am feverishly working on yeah. getting Respect the Woman's Podcast Festival up and running. That's going to be uh, hitting Amalgam Comics this Friday through Sunday. Three days of free podcasting, special events, concerts, music, food. It's going to be real, real dope. Um, I'm here in the Hero Complex, as I am every Wednesday, but specifically on this Wednesday, because Johnny Destructo printed up the beautiful T-shirts I did for the festival. So I've come here to pick them up. So that's really when I'm hard at work yeah. on right now. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple other things we could talk about, but they, they would be spoilers for people. One is about a comic book that hasn't come out yet, Superman number 14. And one is about a comic book that just came out today, Batman number 77. We can't talk about those. Because we'll spoil them. We could ask questions. How you doing? Uh, I mean, good. That's a question. Do you like chicken wings? I do. Oh, I'm getting cool. some chicken wings. You're getting I'll some leave. chicken wings? I'll leave. Oh, I want some chicken wings. I'll take one. Ooh. I don't know. Do you guys pay attention to like recipes and comics? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. What? Like I was going to say, like, what's your favorite? Like, what? Like, like it's iconic. Like, Green Arrow's chili recipe is iconic. What? Why? I've yeah. never heard of this thing. If you search Green Arrow chili, it's the first thing that comes up. It's from the comic? Yeah, it's not necessarily the recipe, but the fact that whenever he makes chili, it's apparently so hot. 
that it's like a whole it's like a running gag. So it's not a recipe. There is a recipe though, but that's not the thing that's. Green Arrow's chili is one of the spiciest entities known to the general superheroic community and is rarely enjoyed by anyone other than Ollie himself. Yeah. I And yeah, looking at the pictures, you know what? I wonder if this comes from the... Um, where is this from? It's from, I think, Justice League something. International. Yeah, probably. It looks like he's given... Um, oh, what's his name? The Green Lantern. That's a dick bag. Oh, uh, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, yeah. Interesting. I've never heard of... Well, okay. So, so that's what, one. That's one. What other... What other recipe you got? <laughs> <laughs> there was one I saw recently, but I forget what it was. Cool. Yeah. I don't know, guys. So, no, we don't follow recipes. To answer your yeah. question, we don't follow recipes from comic books. I've never heard of this thing. I've never, I do remember, I mean, back in the golden age of comics, I seem to remember every once in a while there being some kind of random recipe in a comic book. But. This even. No. <laughs> no. And why would I trust some comic book writer for a recipe? I mean, I wouldn't. Okay, I got a question. It's Brandon Ask Us. Yay. But wait a minute, before you go there, there is a very famous. Um, movie director who puts purportedly a recipe for something in every one of his movies. Ah, are you talking about Robert Rodriguez? He does do it too. All right, there's another <laughs> famous movie director. I know Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, you're right. Robert Rodriguez. I remember listening to Puerco one, of, Pibil, one of his commentaries. From um, Once Upon it. a Time in Mexico. Right, right. There you go. He actually, as the... Uh, one of the extras on the DVD, he goes into his kitchen, which is, I think just with his own little camera, mm-hmm. and he records himself making Puerco Pibil, the yes. um, main dish that Johnny Depp is, uh, he goes to different restaurants right, and tries and, it, and, and if it's too it. good, he murders the chef in order to balance the universe. Yes. Stupid. But I've always wanted to sit down and make that meal, because it looks so good in the movie. Right. So before we split out of here, Brandon was kind enough to show us the Titans Season 2 trailer, which, when you said Titans Season 2, I went, yeah, I'll check that out. But I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I, this is going to be good. I don't like... What the fuck's his name? The kid. The Robin. Take race. No, the other Robin. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. That kid sucks. I love that. That um, was the best part. Yeah, the Titans are back, bitches. Oh, I, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. Um, I don't like the kid's face. I don't I don't think he can act very well. You don't like his hair? I don't like you his don't hair. Like his Rose? wig is bad. The wigs in this show are pretty bad. What? You don't like Ruby Rose? No. This he looked the... exactly like Ruby Rose. He doesn't look like Ruby doesn't Rose. Look, what? He doesn't look like no, Ruby Rose. No, he doesn't. Um... That doesn't look like Ruby Rose. No, no. it doesn't. To me, it does. No, well, okay. Well, Not all white people look alike, also, Brandon. Superboy. You be a racist. This poster. Just racist, came. Brandon. This poster just. Yay. Came yeah, there is a new poster. Um, oh yeah, she's got a different haircut too. She straightened her hair. Starfire. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like it. I liked her other. Hair. I didn't. See, let me see her st- hair yeah, straight. She has some good hair. Look at that. Look at that hair. Ooh. Yeah, like man. her curly hair. I like that curly hair. I, and now she got straight hair. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not Sup- feeling it because it Super looks Boy. more wiggy. So yeah, that's Super Boy and uh, I'm Aqualad. For that. Oh, I don't care about Aqualad. I'm excited for Ravager. I'm excited for more of uh, Hawk and Dove. Cause I'm excited for more Donna part. Troy. <sighs> that's your girl. <sighs> and they got it. She looks so right. Are you excited for Deathstroke? Yeah, I don't really he looks care. like an mm. Aquaman. 
villain for some reason. Who, Deathstroke? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, well, you know. He's got like a scale thing going on. But he always has had that originally. That's a good poster. It's a this very a good, really poster. good poster. It's a very good poster. Um, and I'm excited for Titans. I like I like season one. Yeah, we were both we were flabbergasted at how much yes, we like season one. I know. So, so I'm definitely on board for season two. Yeah, and I think that drops in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think two weeks, right after Young Justice ends. Woo! And Young Justice has been going pretty strong. Those are a couple of things. Those point positively towards the continuation of the DC Universe app. Um, and they are worth they're worth the price of admission for me, both of them. I agree. So, Titans 2, check it out. Yeah, I don't know about that stroke. Uh, he showed up in Arrow, and I thought he was pretty good in Arrow. He was like fine. He was a fine low budget Deathstroke, mm -hmm. and then he showed up for like thirty seconds in the Justice League movie. At the very, very end, which we're never going to see him again, I guess. No, no, I he um, might be in Bat. He was always going to be in Batman, not necessarily Justice League. Yeah, but oh, this yeah. Batman is not the same Batman. So True. yeah, so it's a whole different thing now. I don't think we're going to see him again. Yeah. Um, so, but I know that he is like the big bad for the Titans. Yes, he so, is. So you know that's historically. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. What else is coming from DC Universe app? Well, uh, Harley. Har oh, that looks awesome. Harley does look good. I was surprised. That's kind of R-rated too, isn't it? it yeah, definitely PG-13. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an animated series. That looked really funny. Um, I think that is really. Yeah, I think that's. It for, for this year at least. Okay. Are they working on a Doom Patrol too? Yes. Okay. That yes. Got well, yeah. Yeah. I think it commented. Well, I don't know. I know Swamp Thing got canceled. And so did Krypton. Oh, that's right. Oh, Brandon loves that show. Dig it in. What? He's had to drive the nail in. Well, yeah. we turned on the mics again, so it came to my mind that Krypton has exploded. You were talking about, um, you were trying to convince me to see it, to watch it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I'll watch it. But now that it's canceled, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, that's watch why it. I'm not watching Swamp Thing. It's dumb. It's, it's <laughs> not dumb. Neither is Krypton. Well, I didn't say it was dumb. You implied it. No, no. I no, you really didn't imply that it was yeah. dumb. They were going to do the Rand Thanagar War, JD. Oh, my God. You know what excites me about that? Everything. Not, not a, thing. a thing. Have you yeah. seen their doomsday? No. It's better than Justice League. And now nobody will. Everyone will. Everyone's like, what? They had Doomsday. I'm going to go watch it right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, what's brings, yeah. that's what brings the boys to the yard. Doomsday. It, it did in the 90s. That's true. Actually, no one liked Doomsday in the 90s. Nobody either. really liked it. We them. all went, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. It's just because he killed Superman. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really liked it. Because nobody even liked the art. It was Dan Jurgens. What? Whoa, Get out of here with that far. nonsense. Dan Jurgens is, he was good. He, no. He was, he was good. No, he wasn't. He was good. Um, <laughs> Brandon, you had one more. You had a question for the Brandon Ask Us segment? Not, uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh-huh. Oh, wait. We got to stop. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes, you have tons and tons of puns this episode, Brandon. You have. But alas. You know what's really intense? Camping. <laughs> End the show there, guys. We're done. <laughs> remember when he would just come on and ask questions oh. that was awesome remember when he wasn't here <laughs> remember when he wasn't on the show at all 
<laughs> Remember before we met him? Ah, oh, those were the days. Ah, oh. well, I think we should get out of here because we have rambled on long enough. We have indeed it is time for us to leave ladies and gentlemen but we want to thank each and every one of you that has become a fan of gutter talk and if you really love us hey check it out because while you can check gutter talk out on the cult pop go network and you can check out gutter talk on the black tribbles network you can also check out gutter talk as its own podcast that you can subscribe to and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher all the places that you find podcasts you can find gutter talk you can subscribe just to that you can rank and rate us giving us a review which will help other people that love comic books find our fun little comic book show yeah, you can also help us monetarily, which would be even better because I'm broke. Um, you could go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo or Kofi. I don't know. Is it coffee or Kofi? I don't I know. It's I think it's to be coffee. It's, it's got to be coffee, coffee right? Because you're it's like, buy. Be, yeah. You can yeah. buy your favorite people a cup, a cup of coffee. coffee. Yeah. But it's K O F I, which I hate. Um, so you can go to coffee.com slash Johnny Destructo and also help us out. It's like a little tip jar. If you're like, oh, I like the show, here's a tip. Um,. What else? That's it. Should we get out of here? Wait. Brandon. A reminder. Women's Podcast Festival, everyone. It's going to be great. A reminder from five minutes ago on the show where we just discussed it. It's a big deal, guys. Will you be there, Brandon? No. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone go for me. Tell me how it was. We got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Ta-ta! <laughs>